ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Does love make you a fool or do only fools fall in love? Actress Charlie Bell didn't quite have the answer, but after suffering yet another heartbreak, she decided it was time to leave love alone. Focusing on herself was the goal until pro boxer Gennaro Hart crashed into her world, literally. Undefeated in the ring, Gennaro didn't have the same luck with love. He'd been abandoned more times than he'd like to admit. For that reason alone, he committed to boxing until his mind and heart became devoted to Charlie Bell. Love doesn't always enter your life peacefully. Sometimes it's like a storm ravishing everything in its path. Two people used to pain and disappointment, usually at the hand of those closest to them, seem like a match made in heaven, right? Nothing in life has been easy for either of them. And as love would have it, this won't be either. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back. Today's book is called Fooled Me Once by Kaylin. Let's get into it. Charlie is an actress that recently broke up with her boyfriend, who is a rapper. His name is Avon, and automatically I thought about the products, because my mom used to sell them back when I was a child. I'm like, your name is Avon? Really? So anyway, Charlie is watching him on TV giving an interview, and of course you know because they recently broke up, that's one of the questions. And he claims that they broke up because Charlie is the one dealing with a lot of issues, And when she hears that, she gets upset and she cuts off the television because it's like, you know, I trusted you with some information. Why would you try to spill my business to the world? And the truth is, because he claimed that neither one of them cheated, you know, it was just some things that she needed to work out. So they decided to go their separate ways. But the truth is he cheated and got someone else pregnant. One day he claimed to be going to a friend's baby shower. Come to find out it was actually his own. So as soon as she cut the TV off, you know, she's getting calls from her mom and her best friend. And she knows that they want to check up on her, but she doesn't want to talk to anybody. It's like, I need to be alone. So instead, she decides to go on a run. And on her way back home, you know, she's taking a break to take a breath. And she witnesses or hears a car crash because technically her back was turned and you know when she heard the crash and she turned around so she goes over to the car she works the door open and she's trying to help the man out she asks him his name he says that his name is Lamar and she can see that he has a head injury and is close to passing out but she talks to him to get him you know to stay awake and I think I've mentioned this before in a few other books I don't know, like, in time of emergency, I just really don't see you scoping out how somebody looks, but I found this funny. Examining him, I couldn't help but think he was definitely on God's good side of the day, good side the day he handed out physical attributes. His brown skin reminded me of an almond, perfectly even and smooth, topped with dark curly hair. His now messy ponytail gave him an exotic look, like he was from India or East Africa. The thin mustache sitting on top of his full lips and small goatee made him look extremely young. To be driving a $200,000 car, young and dumb or not, this man was fine. And the only reason why I said it, because I'm like, I know you're supposed to pay attention to detail. But like, if you saw or heard somebody crash fully into a bridge and you're looking at them trying to help them out, you wouldn't be noticing how fine they are. But I've read this so many times, I'm starting to think that is the case. And maybe I'm just not very attentive to detail. But I thought that was funny. Anyway, so the guy Lamar, he keeps calling out the name Dion, But he's in the car alone. So 
She knows that the police are soon coming, so she asks him if he has anything illegal in the car. And this need to protect him comes over her. And I was like, wow, such a black woman. Like, even... It's like, you don't know this man from a can of paint. And it's just like, do you have something in this car that could possibly make you go to jail? Because she's already thinking he's too young to have a car like this. And then, you know, like, so he must be doing something illegal. Well, not must, but possibly be doing something illegal. So he says no. And then he asks her to stay with him. And she does because it's like, you know, he's alone and she just wants to make sure that he's okay. So she even goes to the hospital and waits until they contact his next of kin then that's when she leaves and as she's heading out one of the nurses like recognizes her because she was very famous on a kid show she's only like 24 so she's still young but you know like those child actresses and she asks her for a picture and it's like you don't know her relationship to this man like this could be her brother her man or something like that and you know he's pretty banged up why would you feel like this is the appropriate time to ask for a picture that's why i would never want to be famous because it's just like these people's lives are literally not their own and people treat them as if they are not human like this is a hospital why the fuck are you asking for a picture right now move your unprofessional ass around but she she's more nicer than me because she told the girl she was like i'm so sorry but this is not really the time and the girl was like grinning real big and she's like oh yeah i understand i would hope you would because even if you didn't understand you're not taking my picture right now so she leaves him a note with like her name and number on it and well her number not her name and she leaves so when charlie goes home her best friend is waiting in her house in the dark which would have pissed me off i'm like okay yeah you at my house but why are you in the dark though like at least be sitting in my shit with the lights on because i could be carrying something next thing you know your ass is dead for playing with me but anyway everybody is worrying about her and it has something to do with the mistakes she made in the past because she tells her friend you know i would never do that again lamar's name isn't actually lamar it's Gennaro. So when he comes to and he finds the note in his hand, he sees that she left her number and tells him, you know, if he needs anybody to talk to, he can hit her up. So Gennaro was drinking because it was his best friend's birthday the previous day. And he just got into a car with no seatbelt and was driving, drinking and driving. And this has to do with the fact that when him... And Dion were 13. Dion dared him to take his aunt's car and take him to see a girl. And while they were driving, Dion starts play fighting with Gennaro, who takes his eyes off the road, you know, to hit him back. And unfortunately, they got into a car accident. Dion didn't make it, and Gennaro did. And he has been carrying the guilt of being alive for all these years, which. It's like, because it happened at 13, I know it affected him in a different way. And as black people, we have this stigma of not going to therapy and not talking to people about this. Because that is definitely something that his mother should have did. Like, you lost your best friend at 13 and you have, um, what is it called? Survivor's remorse. And it's just like, that's, it's not your fault. Even though you like to say it really isn't his fault. And I don't want to victim blame, but number one, you're 13. You shouldn't even be driving a car anyway, but your friend was hitting you and you know, you were playing back. So, and it's not the, cause okay, that is victim blaming when you say it like that, but that's not what I mean. It's just like, it was an unfortunate event and you really need to get past it. But unfortunately he hasn't. So anyway, um he doesn't have a good relationship with his mother who seems to only pay attention to him now that he's a boxer so what i just said she don't really care it's just like she came over like oh my baby are you hurt are you gonna be able to fight still like you still gonna be able to give me some money that was her only concern and 
that's that and that's another thing i hate like as black fam well not even black just as family tropes if people aren't there for you and like in the trenches with you you don't owe them anything like you can do it if you feel like that's your desire to but you don't owe anybody anything because as my mother if you were not around in my younger years and then you think you're gonna come around now that i've made it it don't work like that at least not for me so charlie's mom is also her manager and is also only worried about money um because you know like they don't talk they don't have a good relationship it's literally like you have this booking you're going to be on this show and be grateful that i'm getting you jobs okay bye um charlie has a sister peyton who is also in the business they don't get along really either and it's because Peyton is just like their mom like they really don't pay Charlie any attention they don't really care it's just like they look at her as to being a complainer it's just like you're getting shows you're making money what's the problem and it's like excuse me there's more to life than working and having money Charlie is still talking to Lamar on the phone when she runs into her ex while partying with her best friend he says something about seeing her at her hosting. And this is yet another event that her mom has accepted on her behalf without telling her. And it's for Gennaro's after party. And she doesn't know who Gennaro is. She's like a boxing. And what are you talking about? I know nothing about them. And while she's been talking on the phone with Lamar, ooh, um, she doesn't know it's Gennaro. You know, like they've just been talking and he's still been letting her call him. Lamar so she goes over to her best friend and saying you know do you know who Gennaro Hart is and she looks him up and surprise she finds out that it's Lamar so when they get on the phone um because at first he didn't know that she was like Charlie the actress so when they get on FaceTime it's like wow you really were going you know not going to tell me who you are and they both admitted for the same reasons that they didn't want this person to be like starstruck even though they didn't know the other person was a celebrity as well it's like i just wanted to be treated like a regular person without you knowing who i am and that's why once again couldn't be famous couldn't deal with it because that sucks so janeiro still takes of his former girlfriend from high school and her daughter who is not his she broke up with him like as they were finishing high school saying that she didn't want to be tied down while away at college and now she regrets that because of who her child father is and who Gennaro turned out to be so they still have sex off and on and this last time when they have sex as soon as it's over she asks him like when was the last time he got tested and I'm like, if you were really concerned about this, shouldn't you have asked that before? And she really only asked because he pulled out. Because I think, you know, like if he would have came inside her, there's a possibility she would have got pregnant. And that would be something tying them even closer together. Because they both have the conversation that they are not in a relationship. Like the other can do what they want to do. It's just like it's always just this thing between them and so as soon as that conversation is over he's like you know i get tested regularly but if you feel a way about it you know i can get you some test results and then she tells him she's thinking about dating and he tells her to go ahead which this hurts her feelings for some reason but i'm like he he really told her what it was it's just like you know I'm gonna always look out for you because you were there for me when I was younger but you know like we are not in a relationship but he also confuses the hell out of me because he gets a call from somebody like in the hood that his mama is getting into it with somebody and he rushes over to save her and I don't get it because it's like this is the same mother who let him go hungry as a child and even now is only halfway nice to him just because he's rich and he buys her thing. So 
So he starts beating on the guy until his sister pulls up and pulls him off of him and demands that he leaves so she can fix the situation. And his sister, um, you know, she was basically like his surrogate mother because she was there with him, like taking care of him while the mama was off doing drugs, partying, and basically not taking care of them, not caring about them. So when he leaves from there, he goes to Charlie's house and spends the night at her place in her guest room. Gennaro's sister, Zayla, has an abusive boyfriend who she's been with since she was 15. Um, And because she has practically raised Gennaro and is constantly worrying about him and all the drama that he's in, she hasn't told him like anything about that. So it's just like, I deal with this behind closed doors because she first got with the guy, oh, what is his name? Louis or Lou, when she was 15. And it's like, he gave them a better situation. So for her to take care of her brother, she dealt with that. And it's like other bullshit that Gennaro's constantly getting into. She doesn't want to add on to it and possibly be the reason why he loses everything. And that's why she hates, like, Zayla. Uh, Zayla is like me because she constantly tells him you know like why are you taking care of her their mother um why are you taking care of her why are you giving her money like she doesn't deserve any of this why are you taking care of her don't give her nothing don't run to her rescue because she literally does that just so he'll come running like tell people do you know who my son is I'll have my son whoop your ass and next thing you know he's pulling up actually doing that it's like sir you're worth millions of dollars now you have endorsement deals like you could lose everything if you just out here fighting like a common hood rat so she has to have a meeting with Kobe who is Gennaro's friend and manager like when uh, Gennaro got into boxing as a kid Kobe was there and they became friends and they've you know been together ever since And Kobe notices, like, a bruise on her arm. And he asks her, you know, does Gennaro know about this? And when she says no, he tells her, if he sees another bruise, the situation ends differently. So there's, like, this vibe between them, the two of them. And so while Zayla is out shopping with her best friend, Mo, Mo is way too excited to let her know that she slept with Gennaro. And Zayla, of course, is pissed. It's just like, I told you not to mess with my brother. And, okay, even if y'all are two consenting adults, because that was the thing that Mo said. She was like, he's grown. It ain't like I forced him. You know, we're two consenting adults, and girl, it was good. And it's like, bitch, that's my brother. Why are you telling me anything about this? Like, why are you so geeked to let me know what happened between you and my brother? Especially when you know that I'm going to be pissed about it anyway. Don't tell me nothing. Um, and she knows that Mo is a gold digger and only looking for someone to take care of her. So that's why she doesn't want the two of them getting close or having anything to do with each other. And it's like, if this has been your best friend for a while, your brother know her, your brother know all about her. And if he's, if he was stupid enough to get involved with her and take care of her, that's your brother's fault. So... And Mo is constantly telling her that she would be a fool to leave her boyfriend. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure Zayla hasn't told her everything. Because she doesn't want anybody to know that part of her life. But she's told her some things like, you know, I'm kind of tired of him and I want to leave. And because Mo only thinks about money, she's like, girl, that man take care of you. You'll be a a fool to leave him. I'm like, I guess I'll be the fool today because I'm getting out of here. I'm tired of being treated like this. Gennaro is still camped out at Charlie's house and it's been like a couple days but before he leaves he asks her out on a date and he rents out a movie theater and hires a personal chef to cook her favorite food and I just thought that was so that's dope because with me having just read um Siobhan's book and what's that man's name Crucial Crucial doing the same thing they're reading I'm like I I want this or at least just have like one theater all to myself, even if you can't rent out the whole thing. But anyway, the next day, Zayla and Kobe show up at his house asking questions. 
you know, like, where you been at? What's going on? Like, what are you doing? And Gennaro wants Zayla to send something nice to Ren. Ren is the ex-girlfriend's name. So Zayla tells him, sending a woman who is not your girlfriend an apology gift for getting caught on a date. Oh, because that was the thing. With them going out to the movie theater, you could only see like the profile of Charlie, but you could definitely see Gennaro. So the captions. Oh, hold on. Pull over. I also want to give kudos to Caitlin. I like her little photos, like Instagram captions and all. I like that stuff. It really adds to the book. So I really want to commend her on that. I like seeing those. So yeah, it was like a, a fake tea page that she made up with a blurry picture with a caption like Gennaro Hart spotted out on a date or something like that. And I really like that. Um, so that's when they came over to the house, you know, asking questions. And he's like, you know, can you send Ren the gift for me? And with Zayla telling him, you know, like she's not your girlfriend. So you sending her an apology gift while getting quote unquote caught on a date with another woman just screams guilty. So he says, You just said she's not my girlfriend. But it's like, but y'all play house like y'all are, like y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. And you know she's gonna be mad and this is why you're trying to buy her a gift and it's not gonna lessen the blow by the way. So, you know, I don't know why you want me to send her a gift. But all Gennaro has to do is smile at her. And of course, she's going to help her little brother out in any way that she can. Charlie's mom brings up an offer to work with a director on a movie. And when Charlie asks, you know, like, who's the director? Her mom says, Lu Luca. And she automatically refuses. She's like, no, no way. And like a week or two later... After having dinner with her aunt on her dad's side, because Charlie lost her dad when she was young, um, but she still keeps in contact with some of his family. Her mom calls, you know, inviting her over, say they never spend any time together. So, you know, come on over um, and we're about to watch a movie, you know, just chill with me and Peyton. So, of course, because she's never had this type of relationship with her mom, any chance that she thinks that they may bond, she gives her mom a chance. And her mom always disappoints her. So when she goes over, she goes back and forth with Peyton because Peyton always feels like she's ungrateful. Um, her mom comes into the room and once again bringing up this movie that she already said no to. And she's like, you know, I've had a phone call or I have a phone call scheduled with this person. And Charlie asks her why. And she says, Lucas, Lucas is the name, not Luca, wants to schedule a meeting with us. They've held auditions for the character for the movie, but can't find the right girl. They're sure that this girl is you. Charlie tells her, un fucking believable is that why you called me over here so you could woo me in person you said i needed to communicate with you more that's what i'm doing informing you about a potential opportunity and it's like when i said communicate that's not what i mean like you can talk to me outside of business as my mom and when i said communicate i mean actually ask me if i want to do something instead of taking on opportunities on my behalf like yeah you're my manager but you also need to discuss these things with me because you're gonna agree to something that I'm not gonna show up to and it's gonna cost both of us money because if I have to pay them that means I can't pay you so what do you want to do and Charlie tells her you know that's not what you're doing I told you I wasn't working with him again so why are you even bringing this up to me and her mom is just like all she cares about is money they want you hell they're they damn near need you we can make a list of stipulations to add in your contract whatever you need to feel okay like quote unquote okay with this so it's like it's obviously something wrong between lucas and charlie so if she has what is the word um 
you know, like she keeps telling you no, that I'm not working with this person. Don't bring him near me. Why do you keep bringing this up? And for her to say, for you to feel okay with this, it lets you know that something is deeply wrong. And Charlie tells her, you sound crazy. So she grabs her bag to leave while Peyton is just sitting back on the couch, you know, basically watching the drama between her mom and her sister go on, not saying anything. So her mom tells her, you know, wait, Charlie, don't leave, don't go. But of course she leaves feeling stupid for even believing that her mom actually wanted to spend time with her because it's always only business with her mom. So when she's in her car going home, Gennaro calls her because he finally has some free time, you know, from training and boxing. But she's not really in the mood to talk because, of course, her her head is all messed up. So Lucas sexually assaulted her at a party. And when I read that, that even further pissed me off because it's like even if it wasn't a traumatic event, that made her not want to work with this person just her saying no is enough like nothing has to happen to her you know or even this it being this particular man that she doesn't want anybody like if i say no no is enough and nothing bad has to happen there has there doesn't have to be any hostility i said no no is an answer and it's enough i don't owe you an explanation nothing has to happen no that's it But because that did happen to Charlie, it's like, and as my mom, I told you about it and you're still trying to have me around this. Show business is a fucking trip, man. Like, are you serious right now? Violence is never the answer. But once again, I would have fought my mama. Why are all the mothers so terrible? Anyway, so because she like hung up on him and told you know, like, I really don't want to talk to you right now. Janeiro shows up to her house with ice, with ice cream, excuse me. And they talk. He's like, you know, tell me what has you in a messed up mood. And she says, you know, only if you tell me about Dion. So he tells her the story about Dion. And she tells him about the assault without actually saying it. But, you know, he can read between the lines. She's only told her mother, her best friend, and... um beauty products avon that that's all i can think of every time i see that name because i just remember that shit being all through our house as a kid um and you know she cries on his shoulder but they're interrupted by a facetime call from ren and her daughter Gennaro stays the night with charlie who attempts to have sex with him but he stops her Knowing that that's not really what she wants and she's just trying to make herself feel better. It's time for the boxing match, which he invited Charlie to. Like, he gave her a ticket. And Gennaro wins his match, so he becomes the new WBA light heavyweight champion. And at the after party, everyone is getting drunk. Gennaro walks Charlie to her room and they have sex and he's still doing this we're not together but we're doing everything that couples do with Ren so it it's kind of messed up and and he's also doing that with Charlie too it's just like technically we're not together but I'll be pissed if I see you with somebody else so he takes his whole family to Aruba, with that being his mother, his sister, and her boyfriend, Ren and her daughter, and Kobe, and I believe Kobe's uncle, who he also calls his uncle because that's who, like, really got him into boxing. So, Zayla's boyfriend ain't shit, and the only thing she's holding on to is the fact that he didn't have any outside children. So it's like, you know, she knows that he cheats. He he ain't shit. He hits her. It's just like... And the only reason why she was staying with him is because of some sort of obligation. Because, you know, he took care of her and got her and her brother out of a bad situation. And the fact that he doesn't have any children on her. Well, his favorite side chick contacted Zayla and told her that she was pregnant. So, you know, she's holding on to that information while they're on the plane. And Gennaro and Ren 
Like, they all on a plane together, but she's got an attitude not really talking to him. And it's just like, girl, what are you mad for? That's not your man. And that's the thing. I'm like, he's told you that, and even you have agreed to that. So if you want something different, put it out on the table. And if he refuses, go find you somebody else. Because my whole thought process, it's like, yeah, they could have been boyfriend and girlfriend when they were younger. And she looked out for him. But I feel like she is only attaching herself to Gennaro because he made something out of his life and he's loyal. So it's like, even with her wanting to leave him because she didn't want to be tied down at college. It's like, I'm going away to college. I really don't want to be tied to you and have to answer to you while I'm off living my life. And she went and got pregnant by somebody else and he's still taking care of her. Like, you realize you fucked over a good dude and you just trying to latch yourself onto him any way possible and it's just not right. So Zayla checks on Gennaro and he tells her, you know, I don't know what to do about Charlie and Ren. Can you give me some advice? And Zayla tells him, you know... I think deep down, you want somebody to love you in a way you've never felt loved before. You're not afraid to commit, Gennaro. You're afraid of being let down. You're afraid of giving so much love and not receiving the same in return. I think you genuinely love Ren, but you're not in love with her. And that's the difference. You stay in Playhouse because it's comfortable, familiar, and there's no risk of being hurt. Ren made the mistake of not picking you once. She won't do it again. But in the slim chance that she does... You're already one foot out the door. If you were really in love with Ren, there would be no Charlie because that's not how you love. And, you know, that's something that everybody who talks about him says the same thing. He's loyal. He's a good dude. And he's there for the people around him and that he loves. And it seems like in return, he doesn't get that in return except from his sister and uh, Colby and the uncle. I forgot his name, but the uncle. It's like, those are the three people. And it's just like, yeah, that's family. But in romantic relationships and um, with his parents, because he doesn't know who his dad is. And the mom ain't shit. So it's, just, it's half and half. So that's why he's so stuck. And like Zayla said, Ren is familiar. That's the whole thing. And at one point, he did love her. But seeing how she did him, he would never fully be in a relationship with Ren again. Because it's just like at the chance of you thinking that you found something better or you want to do something else, you'll leave. So pictures have been circulating of Gennaro, you know, walking Charlie to her hotel room and then him being on vacation with Ren like the next day or however long it takes to Aruba, takes to go to Aruba and being on vacation. So Charlie has a radio interview that she denies anything going on with them, that they're just friends. So one of the hosts asks if he could take her out to dinner when he's in town. And, you know, when Gennaro hears the interview, he's pissed. So her mom flies in because she's in New York City. I forgot to mention that. Her mom flies in just to throw a fit about those pictures floating around and tells her to end it. And... Charlie basically tells her, Mom, you know, you can get out. I know you didn't come here just to tell me that. And Peyton tries to condemn her, saying, you know, you only have one parent left. Why are you doing her like that? And I'm trying to figure out where Peyton been this whole time. But Charlie tells her, what has she... No, Peyton acts. What has she done that's so fucked up, Charlie? I swear sometimes I think you just want to be angry at someone something and charlie cuts her off and says when your daughter comes to you and tells you that a grown man groped her and made her feel uncomfortable at a party it's your job to make her feel safe if your first response is to let's keep this between us because you're afraid that i'll be blackballed and won't be able to bail you out and pay bills because you mismanaged the 12 percent that you were already paid you're the problem at 15 years old, I was forced to choose between healing or homelessness. So I don't want to hear shit about how I treat her or me being angry. I sat in board boardrooms where I was picked apart, treated like property instead of a person, let alone a child, all for a check. And she never defended me. So yes, Peyton, I have a lot to be angry about. And it's just like, once again, even 
she shouldn't even have to explain that to Peyton. It's just like, you obviously know that there's something going on. And I'm not a teenager. Like, I'm not just an angry teenager with no reason to feel the way I feel. And even if you don't know what's going on, Peyton, us being family, I feel like you should respect, like, what's going on. Because you can tell, like, the mama knows something because she talks around it. So it's not just you feel like I just want to be angry all the time. And it's like, if somebody is angry all the time, there's a reason for that anger. So if you're not trying to find out what the problem is, shut your motherfucking mouth. You you just want to be mad. Nobody wants to be That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Because somebody has said that to me before. Like, you just want to be... Nobody just wants to be mad. <sighs> anyway, so... Zayla has sex with Kobe after a confrontation with her boyfriend about the baby that he has on the way because he been acting like a bitch the whole well you know like since they got there he always all to the side on his phone he not participating in any of that activities so it's like my nigga what did you come for and she took she asked him you know like if you just gonna have an attitude this whole trip and be on your phone like why are you here if you need to get back to your baby, go do that. So at first, he's trying to act like he don't know what she's talking about. Like, what you talking about, baby? It's like, nigga, I know all about your baby and your baby mama. Leave. So he does leave. And because she's in her feelings, she goes to go. Which, I get it. But I almost feel like this was coercion on Zayla's part. Because it's just like, Kobe kept trying to turn her down. Like, you know, how Gennaro did... Charlie, like, this ain't really what you want. You're just trying to make yourself feel better. Like, you know, go home or go to your room and sleep it off. So, but they do end up having sex because she just, like, keeps putting herself on him. And her mom knocks on Kobe's door the next morning, which, uh, before this, I forgot that woman's name. The mama tried to throw that vintage vagina on Kobe. And Kobe looked at her like, girl, don't you ever... So, of course, her knocking on the door the next day, it was her trying to approach him again. But she sees Zayla in his bed naked. So she basically bribes them, like, you know, give me some money and I won't say anything. And Zayla's like, you know, you don't even know what you're talking about and I'm not giving you nothing. But Kobe does give her the money, which pisses Zayla off because it's just like, why are you paying her? She don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And even if she do say something, who is she to be believed? But because Kobe don't want nobody knowing, he pays her anyway. And, like, it's fine. Gennaro has been texting Charlie, you know, because now that he's had to talk with Zayla, he figures that she's who he wants. But Charlie tells him, you know, it was nice while it lasted. But he made his choice when he left to go on vacation with his girlfriend and to leave her alone. And Charlie actually goes out on a date with the radio host. But while on the date, they go to a tattoo shop and she's like, is this part of the date? And at first he was joking and says, yeah, but no, his sister actually works there and he doesn't get to see her a lot. So he told her that he would stop by while he was there. But I'm like, yeah, nigga, like, but on our date, though, you couldn't pop in earlier. But I get that it's, you know, for the sake of the book. I'm like, otherwise, this makes no sense. I would have been pit like on our date. You had to stop and visit your sister on our date. Okay. But, you know, of course, she goes along with it. And they go back into the sister's room while she's working on a client. And guess who the client is? If you guess Gennaro, you are correct. So they look at each other and they awkwardly speak. And, you know, while she's sitting in the room, it's... It's just weird between the two of them, but only the two of them can, like, notice the tension between the two of them. And while on her interview on the radio, she said, like, they were just friends and stuff like that. So it's like, y'all not acting like how friends would act. So you could tell that they're more than friends. So when the day is over and she goes home, Gennaro is waiting at her house for her. And she's like, you know, how you know I wasn't going to spend the night with him or have him come over? And he's like, man, I know you. Um, That's why you driving yourself home. He don't even know where you stay at. And he tells her, you know, I want you. He wants them as a couple. 
But she tells him, you know, that can't happen because they both have things that they need to work on. So they need to get back to being friends. Like, they're not even friends at this point. So Kobe gets a call from his brother that their mother is in the hospital. And, you know, he does not talk to his brother because his brother slept with his girlfriend. And now the brother and the ex-girlfriend are now currently engaged. But anytime, nope, but the ex-girlfriend has been begging to talk to him. Like, she keeps calling him, and anytime that they're alone, like, she's trying to seduce Kobe and be back with him, but then when the brother walks back in the room, she wants to act like the happy fiancé. So their mother fractured her hip and needs surgery because she was doing stuff that she ain't had no business doing when she could have called either one of her sons to do it for her. But, you know, anyway, so Zayla is out with her best friend. And they see um, Louis with the baby mama. So, when Zayla goes home to their place, she destroys everything. Lou comes in and stops her and you know ask her like what the hell are you doing do you know how much this is going to cost to replace all this i saw you in that bitch and of course he uh he's like you know what am i supposed to do what are you supposed i got you don't even worry about it so she tells him that she's done and that she has sex with someone as well and this like really upsets him because niggas I can do what I want, but you better not do shit. And he, like, attacks her. And she's really scared. And she gets away and runs into their spare bedroom and calls De Niro to come to her rescue. So, <laughs> I crack myself up in my notes sometimes because I say, give him very much Ebony from Players Club because it's quiet how... It's quiet, and she opens the door thinking that he left, but he's, like, right there to grab her ass again. But Gennaro comes in with a gun, saying, like, please, give him a deal. Please do it. Please touch her. I want to see you do it. So, but Zayla says she just wants to get her things and leave. But Lou refuses. He says, no, I bought everything. I paid for everything. It's mine. You're not taking nothing. And... She tries to throw shade, but end up getting her own feelings hurt. Because she says, fine, give everything to your country baby mama. She needs a new wardrobe. Country, maybe. But if it's one thing that she got that you'll never have, and that's my seed, I'm glad I made you get rid of that shit. It stunned me for a second. I was like, dang. But see, this is what I'm talking about. People know how to hit you where it hurts. And she's about to jump on him, but Gennaro tells her, it's not even worth it. Let's just go. You know, like, I'm your brother. I'll buy you all new shit. You don't need shit from this motherfucker anyway. Um, so the next morning, he gives Zayla a check to make a fresh start. And she tries to refuse, but he ain't hearing her. Because even, like, the stuff in her making stuff disappear when he gets into trouble... He doesn't pay her for that. Well, he tries to pay her for that, but she doesn't accept the money. Let me say it like that, because it's not like he just using her. But, you know, she's like, you're my baby brother. Basically, like, you're my son. Even though he's annoyed by her doing that, it's like, it's basically the truth. Like, our mother was not there. I raised you. And she just gets to sit, sit around and reap the benefits of what I did. Like, you worked hard and made yourself a boxer and got a career. But, really, I am your mama, boy. So, Gennaro runs into Charlie and her best friend, Melina, while they're shopping. And he's taking one of his friends shopping because he just got out of jail from doing, like, a long bid or whatever. And he begs Melina to help him out with getting Charlie back. And she tells him about Charlie's upcoming birthday party and says, you know, that's it. I ain't telling you nothing else. So now that it's Charlie's birthday, she's woken up by Melina 
Peyton, which is a surprise to me because they haven't spoken since she told her off about their mama. And I'm like, you don't give me no apology. You don't try to talk about it, but you just show up to party. You know what? That is kind of what happened to me and one of my sisters. So I'm going to leave that alone. Um, and a random mutual friend that they all have. I forgot her name. It's really not important. They tell her to get dressed and to ask no questions. And they surprise her with a girl's trip to Vegas. So when they get to Vegas, they party and chilling, whoop-de-whoop. And then I think it's like the night before her birthday. While Melina and the friend are passed out from drinking and eating edibles, Peyton and Charlie are out on the balcony. And Peyton asks her, how come you never told me? What was I supposed to say? Something, anything. I'm your sister, Charlie. You could have told me. Mom told me to forget it ever happened. Talking about it would have made it real, so I didn't tell anybody. You told beauty products, and I'm sure you told Melina too. Why didn't I make the cut? And it's like, damn. It, that, it do make you feel away. like I'm your sister. It seemed like everybody around us knew but me. So I am making assumptions, but I can only make assumptions off what I see and what I know and stuff like that so it's like while I still stand by what I said earlier I can also get her emotions but Charlie tells her you know you always looked at mom like your personal superhero I didn't want to ruin that for you the way it has been ruined for me so you sacrificed our relationship instead I didn't understand why you started shutting me out one minute we were best friends and the next we weren't I'm sorry it wasn't you I was just trying to handle everything and it, and didn't do a good job. I felt victimized twice and every day I still had to get up and go to work. Be criticized by grown ass adults and stand in front of a camera and be the hope for all of the kids looking up to me while I felt like I was dying inside. And, whew, child. Kaylin, you peeing, baby, you peeing. It's, it's punches sometimes. <laughs> So the next night while they're at the club and it's like um, the birthday party, boop de boop Gennaro shows up and Charlie realizes that Melina set her up. So Gennaro shows her a good time. She's dancing. She's not worried about anything for tonight. Even her mom shows up, which she's looking at her like, why are you here? And her mom like tries to play it off like she really care about her. But it's like, girl, we know the real tea. Stop playing. So Peyton's gift is getting her childhood celebrity crush to sing happy birthday to her like Ashley on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Gennaro's gift was a video, a home video of her daddy saying happy birthday. And he called her Charlie Brown, I believe. Like, I love you, Charlie Brown. And he also gives her a diamond pendant with her father's picture on the front and a small button in the back that will play of his voice saying i love you charlie so of course that's like her favorite gift the best gift and by the end of the night she says that she wants to leave with Gennaro. and you know like they go back to her ho- is it her hotel or his hotel anyway um and he tells her that he wants to be with her be her friend in love with her so, because, you know, she still says, I want us to be friends. And he's like, I do want to be your friend, but I want to be your friend that's in love with you. Like, I want to be with you. So, I, this is my favorite line from the book because it's a small passage, like, right before they're about to have sex. He says, I've lived in a lot of places more than I'd like, but this this is the only place that feels like home. I'm ready to come home, Belle. Like, nigga, you ever just had a nigga call your vagina home? So now they're official. Kobe and Zayla are also furthering their relationship. But Zayla asks for a few more weeks before they tell Gennaro. Because it's just, and Kobe has some concerns too. It's like, you know, this is my friend and we also do business together. I'm not trying to jeopardize that. Kobe takes Zayla to meet his mom 
And she immediately takes a liking to Zayla. She basically loves her. She can't stand the ex-girlfriend, but she tolerates her for the sake of her other son. But she loves Zayla. So, Gennaro and Zayla's mom tries to charge a, a new car. Because I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, To his credit card. And the credit card company contacts Zayla, who rushes to you know, the car lot with Kobe. And once again, the mom threatens to tell on them unless they get her the car. And then Gennaro pops up and Zayla just blurts it out because it's like, you're not about to hold this over my head. But Gennaro is pissed. And this caused him and Kobe to get into a fight. And while although Gennaro is a boxer, Kobe holds his own. And Gennaro leaves without talking to either one of them because how could y'all do this to me? So Gennaro asks Charlie to help him pick out a gift for Ren's, Ren's daughter's birthday. And this makes Charlie feel away. And it's just like, what if you decide that you want your little quote unquote family back? And Gennaro's like, you know, I don't know what I have to do to make you feel comfortable with me because I'm telling you that you are who I want. That chapter of my life is closed, but I'm not going to turn my back on that little girl when I'm really all she knows. So Charlie asks him to take her to the address that he has tattooed on his body because she's like, you know, what, what about this address is so special and really, he says, it's the only time I felt like I had a real home. The only, and he tells her, Rika, Rika is the woman's name. I, when I was making my notes, because it's like the lady ain't shit. So I really didn't want to re- remember her name. But I did write down this little passage from the book. The only time in my life I remember Rika being sober. It probably had a lot to do with the guy she was messing around with at the time. She cooked, cleaned. All the shit that moms are supposed to do. I liked him though, so I didn't mind. What happened to him? He died. Robbery gone wrong. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Me too. Because after Sunny died, she went right back to being the no good mother she had always been. Running the streets, partying, not working. Back to the same old bullshit. He wasn't perfect, but he was a solid dude. Not like the rest of these niggas she's fucked with. He cared about us and made her care too. The only real Christmas we ever had was in this house. Sonny came home with a treat and Rika was furious. It was one more thing she had to do, but he didn't care. He took us to the store and let us get whatever we wanted. We never had a Christmas tree before, so we were excited picking up anything. The tree was hideous, but he acted like it was the Mona Lisa of trees. And again fucked me up because it's just like damn it was the one time he just felt like a normal kid and it's like as soon as Rika no longer had a man to take care of her she just went right back to doing whatever she wanted and it's just like but what about your kids though so really it sounded like um Sonny was taking care of the kids and forcing her it's just like somebody gotta force you to take care of your own kids and do what you're supposed to be doing anyway but after he tells her that for some reason beauty products show up and says fuck her that bitch is for the streets anyway and he thinks he's about to just walk off after saying that but Gennaro rushes him pushing him into a brick wall and pulls a gun from his waist saying what streets you talking about Nigga, I am the streets, and to get to her, you have to get through me. That's not a road you want to take. So, Avon walks off, you know. He mad about it, but there's nothing he can do, because it's like, nigga, either I can shoot you or we could throw hands. Both ways you're going to lose, so what you want to do about it? So, Gennaro goes to see his mother to revisit the fact that she tried to buy a $70,000 car with his credit card, and... When he gets there, she got a nigga there. He kicks him out and says, you know, like, no, nah, we're going to talk about this now. And, you know, like, what's up with you? 
And it's almost like she's in a conversation with Zayla because if it was Zayla, you wouldn't be saying anything about it. And Zayla, and you treat Zayla better than me. And Zayla, Zayla it's just like, yeah, because Zayla was there for him and actually did things for him. Like, you are literally just along for the ride. Which, once again, Janeiro, why is she along for the ride? <sighs> so... She just start cooking and like basically brushing it off, making gaslighting. She's gaslighting like it's not what it is, you know. It, you making a big deal out of nothing, and for some reason she has a seasoning that would be way up to where she couldn't reach it, cause she sounds like she's short like me. So it's just like, what are we doing here? But he gets it, and then he runs his hand like across the space just to see what else is up there and he feels something cold and when he grabs it he sees that it's one of his three hundred thousand dollar watches and he asks her you know like what why do you have my watch like what is it doing up here like what are you doing with it and all she says is with that kind of price tag you should pay a lot more attention to it i've had it for a while now when I say I would have punched her, like, man, I'm way too violent because my hands would just get the moving. And he tells her, you know, sorry, I didn't think I needed to watch shit in my own house. Like, you stole this from me in my own house. What you mean? Why? I got to watch shit. It's mine in my house. Why did you touch it? And she says, I needed some money. If Zayla never convinced, once again, bringing up Zayla, if Zayla never convinced you to put me on a budget, none of this would be happening. No, if you actually had a fucking job and was not looking for somebody to take care of you, that would have never fucking happened. And you being a thief is not either your son nor your daughter's fault. And it's like you're on a budget. So how much money are you getting? Like, how much money do you need? And he tells her, you know, like, it's not her fault that you chose to steal from your own son. And he tells her, pull another stunt like this again and you're going to jail. I mean it. And he leaves. And he was expecting to come over, you know, fuss at her a little bit, listen to her make promises that he knows that she wasn't going to keep and take take his butt home, which is sad within itself. Because it's just like, so you expected to waste your time with her. So I don't understand why you would even go over there to talk to her because it's like, you gonna run your mouth she gonna say oh i'll never do it again or i'm gonna get myself together which you know is a lie you were gonna accept those lies and then you were gonna go home Janeiro, you could just not have her in your life and be way more happier so after dealing with his own mother he and charlie have dinner with her mother and of course she's really only concerned about herself because she takes him into her office and says you know what are your intentions with my daughter and i hope that you're not planning on taking her money or getting her sidetracked and he's like you know no i love your daughter i plan on being with her you know i got her don't worry about it and of course he tells her you know i see that you're only worried about yourself you don't even really care about her and when they leave, Charlie asks him, you know, like, what did she say to you? But he doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, you know, that's a conversation between me and her. And I handled it. So we're good. It's the premiere of a movie that Charlie is in. And of course, Janeiro's her date. And everything is fine until she sees Lucas and she starts to panic. He even approaches her smiling and holding out his hand as if she's about to shake it. And Janeiro tells him he better back the fuck up. She rushes out to get some air and Janeiro comes after her. He's like, you know, what do you want to do? I went whatever. And she's like, you know, I just want to go home. I want to get out of here. So he's like, you got it. Now, her mom been calling all that time, but she doesn't answer. You know, she just can't believe it. So her mom has keys to her house. So she, you know, barges in like, you know, what were you doing? Why did you leave me to uh, have to defend you or, you know, make up excuses for you for the rest of my night? It's like, girl, nobody give a fuck about you or your night. So she tells her mom, I saw Lucas and I panicked. I needed to go. So I left. And Gennaro standing off to the side, you know, just watching both of them to see how this is about to go down. Oh, Charlie, why didn't you come find me? Did you know he was going to be there? 
I don't have a special I don't have a special clearance to view the guest list before the event. I'm sorry that happened to you. I truly am, but you can't avoid every room for the rest of your life because he's there. And Gennaro goes off. He's like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't even like she don't care. And it seems like she was trying to get them in the rooms hoping that he saw her and somehow convinced her to be in the movie. I'm sure of it. And I'm pretty sure that she did know he was going to be there. And she probably did see the guest list. Um, so, Kobe is caught kissing the ex-girlfriend by Zayla. But it's not what she thinks. And he tells her that, like, it's not what you think. But she gets so upset. And she slaps him. And Kobe walks away. Because he's like, you know, we're not doing this. And it's not what she thought. It's like, once again, the ex-girlfriend came around begging, like, you know, we could be good together. Um, it could go back to how it was. And I just made a mistake by sleeping with your brother and being engaged to him, but I don't really want him. Um, but later on, he stops by her place so they can talk. And he tells her, um, basically, I'm sorry what you went through in your last relationship, but this is not that. And you are not going to continue to put your hands on me. You need to talk to me and not use your hands. And she, like, basically is like, that's all I know. But it's like, you're going to have to learn something different. Because that does not make it okay, even if that's all you know. Like, I don't put my hands on you. Don't put your hands on me. So, Gennaro stops taking care of his mom. So, now she's homeless. Um, because he went to a radio station and one of the, oh no, no, I'm jumping ahead. My bad, my bad. Let's backtrack. Um, Gennaro goes to the, the little girl's birthday party and her father shows like her biological father shows up, which upsets Gennaro because it's just like the man is never around and now he just pops up because Janera has been there the whole time. The little girl, like, she knows him. So when he goes home, he sets it up to take Charlie on a date, you know, basically to say thank you for being understanding. But then, like, they get dressed and they on their way out the door and the little girl calls. And, you know, she's scared because there's yelling in the background and his dad, her dad is yelling at her mom. So... He has to run out and he grabs his gun and, you know, goes over there and leaves. And Charlie wanted to go, but I think he told her no. So he beats the father up because he's mad that Gennaro was there. So he's yelling at Rem. But it's like, if you're never here and the daughter never really sees you, like, what are you mad for? And so after he beats the dad up, he takes them to a hotel which pisses Ren off because she thought that they were going to his house. But it's like, he has a girlfriend. Like, y'all not like that. Why are you mad? And of course, anytime she gets upset, it's, she uses the daughter as love. Like, forget about us. She's not your responsibility. Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. It's just like, if you would have, never mind. No, fuck it. Let's talk about it. If you had it like this whole time you really wouldn't have been holding on to him all this long like you enjoy the perks of him taking care of the little girl buying her whatever she wants and taking care of you too but unfortunately you know you were the one that messed that up and now that you can't get it back you really trying to interfere with his relationship that you have let him build with this little girl and using her as leverage like don't worry about it we're not your concern anymore and it's like true well you're not my concern but she can always be my concern but you know bitter gone bitter so when he um when he gets back home charlie is still there but she's upset and it's basically like her fears are coming true like they're always going to be first and she's not willing to play second and he convinces her to stay with him but he stays up all night thinking about that and he's just like you know am I gonna be running every time they call and say that they need something and it's like you know I'm I'm in love with this girl and I'm not willing to let this go so he says he's not gonna sacrifice his relationship for the past and unfortunately if that means giving up a relationship with that little girl 
he's going to have to do it. That's how much he loves Charlie. And if Ren is on that BS about pulling her away every time anyway, it's really best just to cut ties. Like, it's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but you may just have to do it. So, Gennaro convinces Charlie to take a trip with him and they have to stop at her house so she can pack. But when they get there, there's like a delivery person waiting to deliver a package from her. And when she opens it up, she is so upset. Like, she don't even pack anything. She's like, come on, I got to stop at my mom's house. I'll buy some stuff. Like, we still going on a trip, but we got to go. So, she gets to the mom's house. This bitch accepted the movie offer anyway with that director. And you can see why Charlie is pissed. She fires her. And she's like, you can't fire me. I'm your manager and I'm your mom. And she's like, did you think about any of that before you did this to me? And this is when the mom wants to try to talk to Gennaro and tells her, you know, I mean, tells him, talk to her, convince her that this isn't a good idea. And we have a contract. So basically saying like, if she fires her, she's going to sue her or whatever. And Gennaro is like, look, look at what you just said. Do you hear yourself? Like you are proven the point that everybody is making about you. Um, so Gennaro, now here we go, because I was way ahead. Gennaro has a radio interview, and one of the hosts mentioned that they have a source who says that one of the upcoming fighters that he's going against may share the same father. And Gennaro maintains his cool, but after the interview, he is pissed because he knows that this information came from his mother. And... He's asked her his whole life, like, who his father is, you know, like, where can I find him, da 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 and she won't say anything, so he knows that she's behind this, but Kobe and Zayla, like, they always got his back, so they're trying to find out if it's true, like, where did this come from, and in the mix of that, they find out that Charlie is pregnant, and at first she didn't know she wanted to keep it, because she doesn't know she's going to be a good mother, and she doesn't know she wants a baby at all anyway. But then um, Zayla finds their mother and confronts her. It's just like, you know, what is this bullshit about Gennaro's dad? And of course, she knows that the mom is lying. The mom don't know who Gennaro's daddy is. And she admits to it being all a lie. And Zayla gives her, I think it was a check or like actual cash. And tells her, this is the last payment. So make it work. Whatever you're going to do with it, let that be it. But after that, nothing. You're done. And she punches her in the mouth. Kobe proposes. And, you know, so they're getting married. They're in love. Yay. Charlie has the baby who they named Gia. And now they're trying on dresses for Zayla's wedding. Come to find out Zayla is now pregnant. And while they're going on vacation because Gennaro is now taking Charlie to Aruba, Gennaro proposes. So everybody's getting married, Every have, everybody's having babies, everybody's having families, and they're getting their happily ever after. And I really enjoyed this book. So shout out to Kaylin. And the book is called Fooled Me Once, Fool, not Fooled, Fool Me Once by Kaylin. And that's K-A-Y-L-Y-N. Go pick up your copy and let me know how you like it. Peace and blessings.